Welcome to Slate Church Online. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We're excited for what God's going to do in this service. So, hey, we're going to start by praising God. We're going to start by worshiping Him. And so wherever you are right now, maybe you need to get up, move around, find some space. I don't know. But why don't we worship God together and remind us that He is good.
What a great time of worship that was. And you know, we're gonna continue in our worship right now as we gather in faith around the things that we're believing God will do when it comes to the prayer requests that have come in this past week. You know, as a church, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God moves in prayer. And we have people submit prayer requests every single week, and we get many, many prayer requests coming in. And we're gonna pray over some of those right now. Just believe that God's gonna move in those situations. And so here's just a few things that we're praying for, some of the prayer requests uh, that have come in. We are praying uh, that God would provide a way for post-secondary students to pay their tuition this upcoming term while many jobs have been put on hold. We're praying over increased reports of domestic violence. We're praying that someone's brain tumor would not be cancerous. 
We're praying for many people who are struggling with mental illness in a difficult season like this and praying and believing that physical distancing would not lead to feelings of isolation and despair. We're praying that during this trial, more people would discover God's love than ever before. Praying that somebody would find new job opportunities and for financial provision in this time. Praying that somebody would remember that God is in control through this season of so many unknowns. You know, that's just a small sample of the many requests that have come in this past week. But let's just bring these to God in faith, knowing that he sees every single need. And he doesn't just see the need, but he has the ability to meet the need. And so, hey, wherever you are in faith, why don't you reach out a hand towards the screen and let's believe that God's going to move. And if you've got a, a need of your own, a prayer request of your own, why don't you stretch out your other hand as well? And we're believing that God's going to move in your situation today also. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that even in a season like this, where there's so much uncertainty in the world, we thank you that you are certain. We put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. And we pray for every single one of these needs that's represented here. Jesus, we pray for provision and we pray for healing. We pray for certainty. We pray, Jesus, that people would be able to establish their lives on the firm foundation of your name. Jesus, we just pray in your mighty name that you would move in these situations and that we would see many praise re praise reports and incredible testimonies of your goodness at work as a result of this. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, we also just want to take a minute and we want to celebrate over what God has been doing. You know, we pray in faith over the things that we believe God will do. And now we get to celebrate together over the things that God did do. So check this out. Um, we've had so many praise reports coming in over the past couple of weeks at our church. It's, it's an amazing thing. So look at this praise report. Someone is thankful that their exam went very smoothly and they felt confident while writing it. Someone else is thankful for the blessing of a few wonderful and helpful and patient tutors that have been helping them with their courses. Someone else is thankful that God has provided financially in a season where they don't know if they would get by. Someone else is thankful for answered prayers about becoming pregnant and finding their family home in the same week. Someone else is thankful that God has been so present during this season. Someone is thankful that they get, they get to video chat their daughter every morning. Someone is thankful that they're still able to attend uh, Connect Group digitally. Someone is thankful that they're safe after coming back to Canada from studying abroad. Someone else is thankful that they're able to see quarantine as a positive thing and that they've been loving the extra time to spend with God. Someone else thankful for someone's generosity, thankful for God's peace and safety in this season. Uh, someone else is thankful for uh, reminders of what is truly important. Hey, we've had so many praise reports. Praise God for who he is and for what he's doing in this season. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Listen, I just wanna take a minute and remind you right now that every Thursday morning, we actually have prayer mornings happening digitally. We've got virtual prayer mornings taking place on Zoom, and we've been having tons of people show up to these prayer mornings, and they are such an incredible, life-giving opportunity for us to just uh, pray to God. We pray over these needs and these prayer requests, and we take some time and we pray over our country, over our world. We pray over everybody who's, face, uh, who's facing difficulty in the middle of this pandemic. And so I want to invite you out. Uh, make sure that you join up. Follow us on social media to find out exactly how to join up with that. Uh, or the easiest way is go to our website, slaychurch.com for prayer mornings, Thursday mornings at 630. But also, I just want to say, 
that if you need prayer now, we've actually got a live prayer function on this platform that we're using for church. You'll see that uh, just beside the chat, you'll see uh, a button that you can click for live prayer. And hey, if you need prayer, why don't you go ahead and click that button and somebody, one of our host team members would love to be able to pray for you for whatever it is that you're going through right now. So why don't you go ahead and do that if you'd like. Well, hey, once again, we just want to say welcome to Church Online. If you don't know who I am, my name is Luke Betger. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Slate Church. And, you know, it's such a privilege to be able to pastor together with my amazing wife, Victoria. And we pastor alongside the absolutely incredible Brandon and Emma Richardson. And we are so excited um, for what God is doing in this season as we're really seeing uh, great momentum in our church, even in a time like this. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And again, we're so glad that you've joined us today. Why don't you take a minute right now and say hi to someone? We do this when we're in person in church and we say, say hi to the people around you and shake their hand, give them a high five. You might not be able to do that right now, but what I do know you can do is you can pick up your phone and send somebody a text message. Um, let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that they are loved. Say hi to somebody in the chat uh, right now. And why don't we just take that moment and say hi and encourage the people in our lives. Awesome. Well, hey, now we're gonna move into a time of giving. And to encourage us in our giving and, and bringing our tithes and offering this week, um, I wanna invite Pastor Emma to encourage us around this. You know, at Christmas time, my daughter Kenzie, who's now almost four years old, received a, a gift and she got uh, this little llama piggy bank that she could color on and put stickers on. And it was this um, ugly little llama and she took it and she colored the whole thing, this dark purple. And if you pick it up, it stains your fingers and it is this funny little, little thing. But she loves this little llama piggy bank and she loves it because she gets to get coins and receive money and put it into this piggy bank and shake it around and have this as her own. She loves this thing. I mean, we are now past Easter and she is still bringing it places with her. She is still taking it along. She puts it in a special spot in her room. And every time we go and see any of her grandparents, she will ask them for money. She's asking for money to put into this piggy bank. You know, when I was coming to talking about giving and generosity today at church, I was thinking about this little piggy bank and this idea of Kenzie coming and bringing this money and getting it and putting it in this piggy bank. And the funny thing with Kenzie is that she's not saving up for anything. She's not looking to buy anything with the money that she's received. She's not hoping and wishing and thinking and, and has this greedy heart towards this money. She's putting it in the piggy bank because she loves the piggy bank because she loves what uh, the noise that it makes because she loves what that's about. And I was thinking of this in terms of our generosity and giving towards uh, the kingdom of God, giving back to God what is his. And you know, for some of us, uh, when we give to God, 
We feel like, well, what are we getting from this? What are we getting out of this? What do we receive by giving? Some of us are like, I, I just want to receive all of the uh, physical blessing and the material blessing. For some of us, maybe it's feeling like, okay, what's God going to give me out of this? Um, but I wonder what it would look like, church, to actually give and to sow in and invest in the kingdom of God, not because of what we get out of it, but because we get to be a part of doing God's work because we get to be a part of giving and sowing in and actually putting it in the hands of the one, as in Ephesians 3 talks about, who can do immeasurably more than we could ever expect or imagine, to give it to the hands that can actually do something with it. You know, uh, Kenzie loves this piggy bank, but I wonder, are we able to give what we have received to the church and back to what God's doing and what God's building, uh, not for what we can gain, but for what we can give and what we can see God do through that. Uh, so the incredible part with this though, is that God does give us so much and we get to receive, but what is your heart towards giving? What is it about? What is your why? Why are you investing today? Listen, I wanna encourage you uh, to give in many of the different ways that we we have you can just click on that and be, feel free to give today church uh, you can also give online throughout the week um, and you can set up automatic monthly giving if you want to do that as well there's lots of ways to give we love your generosity we love the heart of generosity here and we love being able to give to god what is his and watch him do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine let's pray for our giving today God, thank you so much that we get to give, that we get to be a part of this, Lord. We just give this freely back to you and we pray you would do so much with it, God, so much more than we could possibly imagine, so much more than we could give, uh, that we could receive from it or give from it if we tried to figure this out on our own. Jesus, we thank you in your name, amen. Well, I just want to share with you a couple of the things that are happening uh, in church life still in this time. You know, we are a church that doesn't just exist on a Sunday, but we actually exist all the time. And we've got some great stuff that is happening all week long as a church, some things that we're really excited about. The best way for you to stay connected in this time is to make sure that you're following us on social media. Make sure that you follow us on all the big social media channels where you can see what's happening and what's going on. We've got great things happening like on Tuesday and Friday nights, we've got something called Voices of Hope, which is where members of our worship team uh, lead us in worship together. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that happens on Instagram Live. And so you'll wanna tune into that. On Tuesday mornings, we do a devotional as lead pastors that we would love for you to be a, a part of, tuning into. It happens at 8.30 on Tuesday mornings. Uh, we're gonna be having communion as a church every single Friday. Um, you know, this is just a, a, a sampling of the many great things that we've got going on uh, throughout the week that we would love for you to be a part of. And so again, the best way that you can stay up to date with all of these things is to make sure that you follow us on social media and even click the, uh, the thing that allows you to be notified when we're going live on Instagram. Uh, we would love for you to do that. But another great way to stay connected in this season is just to uh, visit our website. If you need to know what's my hub, what's my uh, source of information in this time, our website slatechurch.com is your first stop. It will, it will give you all the information that you need to stay up to date with everything that we are doing as a church in this season. Again, we got a lot of cool stuff that's happening and we want to make sure that you don't miss out on 
any of it. All right, so go to our social media, go to our Instagram, be a part of that, and we will see you this week in all the many ways that we are connecting together still as a church. And speaking of connection, I do wanna encourage you, if you haven't joined a connect group yet, this is a great time to do so. You can join a connect group. Again, visit our website and sign up for a connect group there. But we would love to see you connected in one in this season. Uh, we've seen connect groups are meeting over Zoom. It's digital connect group meetings. And, um, you know, we've really seen relationships still continue to flourish and continue to thrive even in this time of physical distancing. And so make sure if you're not in a connect group, make sure you go sign up for one. It's a great way to meet people, to be connected with people and just, um, you know, really just for an hour every two weeks, uh, just have a time set aside where you're gonna talk to people, uh, you're gonna get to know them, you're gonna study the Bible together and, uh, and really grow deeper in your faith and your relationships with others. So make sure that if you haven't yet, you sign up for a connect group. We'd love to see you do that. Are you ready for the word today? I hope you are, I'm excited for this message. I'm really uh, believing in faith that it's gonna have a big impact on our church and it's gonna have a big impact on your life. So I wanna encourage you, get your notebook out, uh, get ready to take notes on your phone, wherever it is that you do, and let's really lean into this message. Let's make sure that we are not just consuming this message, uh, like watching it on our TV or our computer or something where we so often just consume uh, uh, entertaining things, but let's actually be contributors to what God wants to say through this message today. I am really excited for what God is gonna say. So hey, why don't you go ahead, wherever you are, put your hands together, and welcome Pastor Brandon as he comes to speak to us today. Hey church, it's so good to see you. Uh, Pastor Brandon here, and uh, I'm really excited for the message that God's placed on my heart for us today. And uh, it's, it's just so good to uh, have all of you join us online. Uh, welcome to our online platform. Uh, this is pretty sweet. Uh, you can see the chat going on the side, uh, a bunch of people saying hi, that sort of thing, pointing at good points in the message. It kind of feels like Sunday church because as a church, we are so engaged and it's just so cool to see how many people are staying engaged. You know, my little uh, life hack during this time is uh, as a family, we put it up on our TV, but I sign on on my phone as well. So I can add little chats and comments here or there. And, uh, you know, it's just really cool to see everybody really engaged. We're really thankful for everybody tuning in right now, whether it's 10 a.m., 12 p.m., uh, 2, 4, or 6, or maybe you're watching it on demand on our YouTube channel after we put it up on our YouTube channel uh, at, the, uh, at the end of Sundays. Whatever it is, whoever you are, we're just so glad to have you, and uh, we're so glad, glad that you, you tuned in. So, Thank you for joining us uh, as you've seen all, all, all day today, um, all service today. Uh, we're Slate Church and we, we exist uh, as a church to see people far from God come into relationship with him. And uh, we are located in Waterloo, Ontario. Right now, <clears throat> seems like we're located all over the world because right now uh, we are in many places. You know, we have locations usually in Waterloo, uh, in one place in Waterloo, actually two locations in Waterloo, and one in Elmira. And we often say one church, many rooms. And as a church that we actually stole that from has said Hillsong, they said, you know, now we're one church, many living rooms. That's kind of what we are now is we're one church, many living rooms. And we're so thankful that you would join us. Today, I am really excited to speak a message that I've entitled uh, Snake Bitten. 
If you've gotten, uh, if you got a, a notepad with you, if you've got your phone out, uh, maybe you just have a child's arm or the back of their, their, their neck to write on, whatever it is. I mean, you do you, whatever it is, uh, write down that title snake bitten. And that's just going to be going to be one of our titles moving forward, uh, to encapsulate all the ideas that are to come. I really believe that God has a word for us here in scripture today that we can take with us and bring hope to the world that we live in. You know, I'm going to be speaking on this idea of going from hopeless, uh, uh, from hopeless to actually being a blessing to the world that we live in. A lot of common themes coming out of this, uh, this time that we find ourselves in as a world. And I'm going to be talking about how, uh, how, uh, basically what a prisoner, a lifeboat, a feast and a snake all have in common and giving us hope to be a blessing to the world that we live in. So I'm really excited to launch into this story. And if you have your Bibles with you today, some of you already know the story that I'm going to be jumping to, but it's found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 27. And uh, we're going to be uh, kind of going over the story that exists between Acts chapter 27, verse 21, all the way to the end of verse 42. Four. In fact, we're going to jump a little bit into into chapter twenty, uh, chapter twenty eight as well, and uh, that's kind of where we're going to land here today. I want to give you a bit of an overview because we're going to be jumping into specifics in this part of the Bible. And if you didn't bring your Bible today, or maybe you just don't have your Bible, maybe it's sitting somewhere else in the house. One of the great things, if you're watching on our online platform, is you can actually access the Bible right within this platform. And so if you just look around, you can actually see it there. Um, but otherwise, the, the verses that I'm going to be sharing today are actually going to pop up pop up on the screen. Just to give you a bit of a context where we find ourselves today, there's a story about a guy named Paul. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. That's the part of the Bible that looks back on the life of Jesus. And um, it's, uh, it's a story where Paul is actually um, taking captive. I mean, he's been preaching the name of Jesus. People aren't enjoying it too much. He's kind of ruffling the feathers of the authorities. He's been taken captive, and he's being taken to go answer for basically the crimes that he's committed. He's a prisoner in chains, and they're moving him by boat all the way towards Rome, uh, where they're going to have a trial for him and see all the things that he's done. Well, in the story that we're reading today, uh, the boat that he's on, and he goes through a, a few different boat transfers uh, during this during his travels. Um, they're going through a bit of a, a bit of a messy situation, a stormy situation, not unlike where we find ourselves today. I mean, it's a, a you know a, a storm that we kind of all find ourselves in in one way or another. And uh, while he's in the stormy situation, uh, he actually ends up starting to give advice to the people that are traveling. You know, there's two main groups of of uh, uh, people or characters in this story, Paul and his traveling companion, the soldiers and the centurion that are taking him to his trial, and then the pilot and sailors of the boat that he uh, that he's on. And I know you're saying, hey, a, a boat has a captain, not a pilot. In my version of the Bible, it just says the pilot of the ship. Maybe they're calling it something different. Maybe that's another, uh, you know, uh, uh, place on the boat or, or, you know, position on the boat. I don't know, but it's the pilot and the sailors. And we've got these three groups of people. That's going to be important in a second. And they're all traveling towards Rome where Paul is going to have his trial. They run into a great storm and Paul actually starts advising them and eventually through the power of God and through um, 
through the providence of God, uh, they actually get brought through this storm and uh, into a place where ultimately Paul is able to bless an entire island. And you're going to see this take place as we jump into the story. And, uh, you know, I don't have any uh, scripture to start with because I'm going to be jumping into a bunch of different scriptures as we go. But why don't we quickly bow our heads to pray? And then we're going to jump into what in the world does a prisoner, a lifeboat, a feast, and a snake have to do with God wanting to use us in a seemingly hopeless situation to bless all of those around us. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that we get to gather here to, to, uh, together today. Some of us were gathering at the same time as others. Even if we're watching this on demand, there's a good chance that somebody else is watching this at the same time we are. God, I'm praying that wherever we find ourselves um, watching this today, that God, you would be with us, that your presence would be with us. God, we actually know that you are with us. So I guess the greater prayer is that we would become aware of your presence in this moment and aware of what you want to speak to us in this moment. God, for some of us, we're really enjoying this lockdown. It's giving us a lot of opportunity to work on ourselves or to get perspective or whatever else it might be. For some of us, we're not in that position. And wherever we find ourselves today, God, I'm just praying that your peace would find us in the same place and that your presence would be made aware to us today. Pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said on the other side of this, amen. Well, listen, I'm, uh, I'm preaching in my Patagonia today, and that's not without uh, some sort of uh, uh, reason. You know, uh, careful of hanging around any type of pastor anywhere because you might actually end up as a, uh, a sermon illustration. That's what I tell my connect group all the time. Aren't connect groups so great during this season? We're still running digital connect groups. And uh, I'm sure one of the hosts right now is posting something in the comments, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can find that link in the description to actually join a digital connect group. But I tell that to my connect group all the time. I'm like, I love you guys, but just so you're aware, because you're around me now, uh, you're now gonna end up in some sermon illustrations. And uh, I mean, there, there's gonna be plenty through the years with these guys. I mean, one one of the guys in our connect group, uh, he runs a lot of the Dairy Queens in uh, KW. I love that. I mean, uh, luck of the draw on that one. Absolutely love Sam. And uh, another guy, he's a doctor, and uh, we call him Dr. Will. Uh, I, I try to make sure that the kids call him Dr. Daddy all the time. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of fun as well. Um, and uh, so pastors do a lot of things on purpose. I, I don't know if it was on purpose or coincidence, but I'm wearing my Patagonia today. And to be honest, uh, it represents a little bit of lost hope in my life. If you know me, you'll know that I get really involved in a specific topic for a lot of time, uh, or, or actually really a, a lot of specified time all at once. I dive head in. I basically crowd out everything else in my life, and I just focus in on that one thing until I feel like I know it inside and out, and then I kind of move on to the next thing. I don't necessarily become an expert in these things, but I tend to enjoy them, and I enjoy them with everything that I've got. For some reason, uh, I've really taken to uh, adventuring recently. So adventuring or exploring or this kind of thing, it has consumed me. A any book that I'm not reading that isn't leadership or like a biography or, okay, I'm listing a lot of different categories, so I guess it doesn't really apply. But if I'm not reading all of those other categories, uh, one of the types of books that I love reading more than anything is books on exploration. I absolutely love it. Right now I'm reading a book on Samuel de Champlain. 
And uh, it's just fascinating and I love it. And so the more I read about that, the more I'm like watching YouTube videos on how to like um, uh, uh, do bushcraft really well. If you don't know what bushcrafting is, uh, go look it up. Uh, you're going to love it. And, uh, you know, do bushcrafting. I've looked into what it looks to do uh, bike camping, where basically you just take out your bike and a tent and you just go all over the place. And so I started buying stuff like Patagonia and Marmot and I'm looking into architecturics you know, I'm purposely, I don't know how to say, it. I don't know if anybody knows how to say that one, but you know, I'm buying all this equipment and all this different stuff. And I started feeling like an adventure man. You know, I got a, I got a parks pass, you know, so that I could go visit all the grand river parks in Waterloo region. And so, I mean, I was starting to feel like, Hey, I'm an adventure man. Like I, I can get this. And then all of a sudden quarantine hits and I'm like, okay, here's a great time to like explore the region that I live in. And then all of a sudden parks start getting closed. The kids can't go to the park. And I'm like, okay, well, you know I mean? That was kind of where I was going to get my feet wet. I can still go to the Grand River parks. And then all of a sudden the parks get closed and the Grand River parks get closed. And I'm like, okay, well, at least I can. And it seems like no matter where I go, the parks keep closing. And so I'm just stuck as a modern man wearing Patagonia. And that's kind of where I'm stuck. You know, that's a really uh, less severe loss of hope than what the people in this story actually experienced. Woo, that was a big change in events. But it says that as they were going through this, it says that the um, the people on board the ship of Paul, because they were going through, um, they're going through storms and adversity and they weren't really sure what was happening. And it says on the third day in verse 19 of chapter 27, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. I mean, that's significant. They, you know, they weren't getting uh, the lowliest people on the boat to do it. They weren't even getting the prisoner on the boat to do it. It says with their own hands, they start throwing stuff overboard. They're that worried three days in. When neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days, it just means there's clouds day and night and the storm continued raging. It says that they finally gave up all hope of being saved. And I would imagine that there's some of us right now that are starting to give up hope in this season. And it's not all of us. I think this message is for all of us, but for all of those that are giving up hope, I just want to encourage you that now's not the time to give up hope. Now's not the time to start throwing, uh, throwing things that could be useful for you later overboard and saying, what the heck, what do I need this anyway? In fact, it's time to start listening to some words of Paul. You see, the first uh, item of the story I want to introduce, introduce to you is the prisoner. Paul is the prisoner in this story. And amidst the crew throwing all of their stuff overboard, all of a sudden the prisoner stands up and starts giving advice to everybody else. He starts saying, hey, you know what? I heard from God and I need to tell you that nobody on this ship is going to lose their life. Isn't it interesting that the one person in chains is the person that seemed the most free in the situation? I think it just says something, a little something about what it looks like sometimes to be in chains. Again, not all of us are in chains. Some of us are just in this storm together and we're actually the free people in the storm. Uh, we have the mobility to get around and we don't think we're in chains, uh, but for some of us, we actually feel that way. You know, I've been uh, watching 
my kids closely over this quarantine time. We're around them all the time. I love my kids. And there are times where, you know, the whining and, and uh, maybe the cabin fever uh, gets to all of us. And so I understand that. Our kids have actually been really, really good during this time. I don't want to complain about them at all. They're, they're being kids. I, I love them. But so when it comes to dinner time, it's amazing uh, how unappreciative they are for, uh, you know, for the food that's in front of them. On the other hand, the people that are making it, whether it's my dad, because we're living with my parents right now during this time, uh, where there's more property and that sort of thing, uh, whether it's my dad uh, who's who's barbecued or my mom who has, uh, you know, uh, rigged up a, a, you know, really nice dinner or my wife, Emma, you know, has done it. And I know I'm not mentioning myself. It's just like, I, I really don't like cooking. If you know me, you know that. Um, but you see the people that are, have prepared it, they're really enjoying it because, I mean, they went through the process, you know. I think it's there's a bit of a tie-in here with Paul the prisoner. You know, Paul understands freedom because he understands what it is to be in chains. Some of us, what right now we're getting the perspective on is that a lot of things previously in life, when we were able to do kind of whatever we wanted, we were actually taking for granted. And right now what God is showing us is how much freedom we really had and how we actually should be thankful for it. Paul here is getting a bit of a different perspective. He's getting a perspective on freedom in his chains, but he's getting the, free, the perspective on freedom for those that aren't in chains. It's interesting how God will teach stuff to us in a season like this to bring to other people in storms that we find ourselves in, and even so that we can take what we're learning in this season into the next. And one of the things that we learn is Paul is saying in chapter 27, verse 22, he says, but I urge you to keep courage. Hey, is that not a word for us today? To keep our courage as people and children of God, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Not only is that encouragement for those of us that have called on the name of Jesus and have put our hope in him, but if you're on the other side of this call, one of the things, or this call, or this service, this video, one of the things that you need to take hope in is that God wasn't only interested in taking care of Paul and his companion who was writing this, Luke, but he was also uh, uh, giving hope to those that had not yet called it. In fact, he's giving hope to the people that had, had uh, that are keeping Paul in chains in this season. Listen, you gotta know that God cares about his children but he also cares about this entire world that we live in. He's telling Paul, listen, you need to tell these people that not one of them is gonna lose their lives. And it doesn't just include those that are trusting in me right now. I'm also gonna be taking care of those that aren't. In a world today where it seems like the storm is raging and people are really at a loss. And honestly, right now people are losing their lives. One thing we need to know is that God's common grace is still available to everyone. God's special grace within scripture means for those that call in the name of Jesus, we experience a, a measure of his providence that we don't deserve. Common grace means that there's things within society and, and rather the creation of the world that we get to uh, receive and enjoy, even if we don't call in the name of Jesus. Hey, you might not know God, but he's still enabled you to enjoy that walk today and the birds that were chirping early in spring. And that, that's what God's talking about here is, listen, there is still a blessing for all of those during the season, even while things are going crazy. It could be even worse, and God is still looking after us. The prisoner is also giving us, prisoner Paul, is also giving us another thing to lean on in this, in this chapter. He's saying, listen, not one 
of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. What we need to learn here today is that we need to care more about our lives than our ship. One thing we need to understand right now is that we can't put our trust in the boat. We need to put our trust in God. For some of us right now, we're starting to learn some of the things that we're putting our trust in before this season hit. And now we're learning that that's not something that I can put my trust in. The only place I can put my trust in is actually in God himself. Don't put your trust in the boat. The sailors on this ship and the pilot cannot put their trust in the boat. The centurion and the soldiers cannot put their trust in the boat. Paul himself and Luke cannot put their trust in the boat. God is saying, hey, listen, I will save you, but in the process of saving you, don't put the, your, 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 your trust and your hope and all the things that you want to see come out of it. Don't come, don't put that trust in the boat, put that trust in me. Hey, today, maybe it's time to shift our trust from our finances to our father. Maybe today it's time to put our trust, uh, move our trust from the things we've accumulated to our father in heaven. Maybe today it's time to stop trusting uh, the people that we have relied on uh, up until this point of our lives and actually start to put trust back in our savior. Don't put trust in the boat, put trust in God. So that's chapter one, the lifeboat. Chapter two, or sorry, the, chapter one is the prisoner. Chapter two is the lifeboat. Well, the sailors hear this and uh, they say, hey, that's great, but um, I'm not sure we can put our trust in, you know, this God that you have heard from. And so it says that in chapter 27, verse 30, um, we get a bit of a glimpse into where they were still putting their help. You know, Paul said, don't put your trust in the boat, but, but some are still doing that, the sailors in particular. It says in verse 30, in an attempt to escape from the ship, the devious sailors, I put that in, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the, bo- from the bow. Verse 31, then Paul said to the centurion and soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it fall away. Now, this is an interesting story. The lifeboat speaks something to us in the middle of our own storm. You know, it's uh, it's interesting how so many of us uh, quickly come up with plan B's in our life. You know, I remember when I was just about to propose to Emma and, uh, I had actually left my ring with my dad. Um, I had bought it months prior to actually getting engaged to Emma because, uh, uh, I was scared that I was going to just propose at any moment. And at that point, it would have been way too early to propose to her. These days, it seems like nothing's too early. But I mean, that's, that's just just my opinion. But, um, uh, you know, I, I put it on trust with my dad. And, and I remember going to pick it back up from him. And we were visiting them. And uh, I remember thinking in my head, like, what if she said no? I knew she wasn't going to, but in that little voice in the back of your head is like, what if she, what if she did? And all of a sudden I started putting together these like weird plans. I'm like, well, uh, if she did that, I mean, I'd be too embarrassed to go back to school. Like maybe I, uh, I'll just like buy a, buy a, a truck and I'll, I'll go into like van stealth mode and like live out of a van or a truck or, uh, you know, all these crazy ideas go through your head. At some point, you just got to let go of plan B and go with plan A. You know, God is speaking to us through Paul, the prisoner, about the lifeboat. 
And he's saying, hey, listen, we actually, we actually need to let go of our plan B's in this season to go after plan A. Listen, for so many of us, we go into survival mode in this season. We're like, okay, if that didn't happen, maybe we could do this and, and maybe I could get a job here. And that's where my mind went the moment I heard that this, you know, economy is shutting down and I'm like, okay, how can we keep afloat? How can we do this? How can you, and I've seen people over and over and over again, just start to create plan B and plan C and plan, and what Paul is saying to the centurion who is kind of in charge in this whole scenario we find ourselves is like, hey, you gotta cut the lifeboat. You gotta cut that plan B. It doesn't mean that you, you're not gonna use wisdom in this in this season. It's it, what, what he's actually trying to get at is like, we've gotta cut anything that is taking place of our trust before God. The lifeboat wasn't the problem. The problem was, is that the sailors wanted to use the lifeboat versus trusting the word of God. Listen, God might use the lifeboat. And I I imagine if the if the sailors weren't so greedy and just cut the lifeboat and just rather stayed on board as Paul was directing them and let the lifeboat there, that God may have used that lifeboat to actually take the prisoners and the sailors and everybody else to shore. But they're the ones that cut it off. That The lack of wisdom was in the soldiers, not in Paul's direction to the centurion. What Paul was saying is, hey, we've got to cut plan B here, but it doesn't mean actually cutting the wisdom out of the situation. Because the one of the other reasons that Paul actually wanted the centurion and the soldiers to make sure that the sailors weren't leaving the ship is because they needed the sailors in order to guide the ship closer to shore where the shipwreck was about to happen. He didn't want the shipwreck to happen so far away from shore because they wouldn't have made it. He's not necessarily even making a faith claim when he says that, hey, listen, these sailors can't take off. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. He's making a very logical claim in this moment. He's saying, hey, we've got to use logic. If the sailors take off, how are we going to get close enough to shore in order to make sure that, you know, what God has said is actually going to come to pass. So this is what we need to realize in this, in this season. The lifeboat represents two things for us. One, let's cut plan B metaphorically. Let's cut plan B and realize that there is no more time for plan B in our society. If we're waiting for something else to save us in the world that we find ourselves in, it is time to cut that and it is time to put our trust in Jesus. But on the same note, let's not cut wisdom and logic out of our minds. Now is probably not the time for you, if you've been laid off, to start buying ridiculous things. It's time to save your money, you know? Uh, there'll be come, come a time where somebody comes on, on air and probably a leader and says, hey, we need to start spending again to bring our economy out of this. And, that, and that's fine, but, but let's start using wisdom along with trusting God in this season. We need both because that's how God's going to ultimately uh, be able to bring us through this the way that he said. Not only... Does Paul keep the soldiers on board? But chapter three has to do with a feast. All of a sudden, in the midst of this storm, in the midst of everything that's going on, it says that uh, Paul says, for the last 14 days, you have been in constant suspense. I mean, it's weird how some of these passages in the Bible are lining up with some of our experiences. Isn't that true? For 14 days, you have been in suspense. We call that different things in our society today, suspense. But for 14 days, some of us have been in worrying places, or maybe for some of us, we have been in trusting places, but, but regardless, they've been in this place for a little while. And Paul says that after this, and he reminds them that you're going to survive. 
In verse 35, it says, after this, uh, after he said this, he took some bread, gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. Paul is taking communion himself, likely with Luke at the same time in the midst of the storm. Hey, here's a little plug. Every Friday from here on out as a church at noon, we're going to jump on a Zoom call and we're actually going to take communion together. We just did it this past Friday. It was amazing. There was something about the peace that we all experienced in that moment. At noon on Fridays, just jump on. It's 15 minutes. We're not going to take any longer than that. Probably less each week to take communion in the midst of our storms. It says uh, they were all encouraged by him taking communion. They, they didn't eat communion. There's theological reasons for that. They didn't eat communion, but they were still encouraged by his taking of communion. Listen, the mystery of communion will elude us all, but that's a reason for us to take communion as a church as well. It's encouraging for the world around us. That's all I'll say for that right now. But it says they're all encouraged and then they ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 267, uh, 276 of us on board. And when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. Paul is alluding to the fact that a lot of these people haven't eaten. And my encouragement to us in chapter three of this story is that chapter three, my, my chapter three that I'm pulling it, we're still in chapter seven, okay, is to still eat during the season. Listen, the second last message that I spoke at Slate Church before we went into quarantine was by showing everybody, and I want everybody to see my, uh, my, my, my routine chart, but I brought it out anyway. Somebody's going to pause the video and pull that up. That's okay. I, I spoke a message on, on Holy Habits, introducing the Holy Habits series. Luke also preached uh, a similar message, the same message on the same day, introducing it. And I talked about this idea of the importance of routine. And, uh, and I actually alluded to the fact of all these different routines that I try to keep through my day. You know what? Just being honest, I've done a really poor job at it recently. And during this season, I imagine that there's a lot of people here as well. Maybe you've forgotten, as Paul's reminding everybody on board, to stop eating during this season. Can I just have, uh, encourage you, a little pastoral reminder, to keep our routines, to keep feasting during this season, to keep uh, energized because we might need the routine right now, the sustenance of what we eat today, to sustain us for tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say on that. I got to get to chapter four. I'm taking too long here. Chapter four, the snake. It's interesting because they hit the shipwreck. All of them are going overboard. The, the, the soldiers want to kill the prisoners and everybody else. And, and, uh, and the centurion is saying, no, don't kill them. Like, like Paul, I, I want to save Paul's life. And they get on an island. And after they're all saved, at the end of all of that, it says that they're around a fire and Paul is bringing more wood to the fire. And then it says that he's actually bit by a viper in the midst of all this. For some of us, we're in the midst of the same season. It's like, okay, first we went into quarantine and then this happened and then that happened. Then I got bit by a viper. How much more could happen? I've been snake bitten in this season. And the people around, the villagers of this island, basically make a judgment call about them. And, it said, and they say, this man must have been a murderer, for the, uh, though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off the fire, uh, into the fire, and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. 
in the midst of a chapter or in the midst of one little instance, they, they first say he must be a murderer. He's a prisoner after all, that must be his crime. And next thing you know it, they say, oh, this, he must be a God. I think some of the world's first reaction to us as Christians saying, trust in God, God is in control is, hey, uh, you guys are no, like, like, where's your God? You guys are in this the same way we are. You've been bitten by the same snake as everybody else. But I wanna encourage us, church, that the way that we can be, be a blessing to the world all around us, and Paul actually is eventually a blessing to all of the islanders through this one act of God saving his life through the snake bite, he's able to do miracles for everyone on the island, and he's a blessing to them all. When the snake bite is over, when this whole storm is over, there's an opportunity to bless the world. But listen, it's not the fact that we're going through the storm with everybody else that says that our God is in control. It's what's happening to us while we're in the storm that says that our God is still in control. And listen, I wanna encourage us, continue to rely on the presence of God, continue to rely on his peace because God is gonna bring us through this storm. No matter how snake bitten you feel that you are, God is still in control. Listen, that's all I've got for today. I hope that you've learned something. I wanna pray for some of us on this call right now. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. I wanna tell you that God is giving you an opportunity to go through this storm that the world is going through in a different way, with him by your side and also his presence living inside of you. The Bible says whoever puts their faith in God will spend eternity with him. Whoever confesses with their mouth and, and, and believes in their heart that Jesus is Lord will be saved. So I'm just going to ask for everybody watching right now, could you just close your eyes? And if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to give you a little opportunity right now to make that decision in your own heart. Maybe you're here today and you've never made that decision. You're going, today I want to make that decision. If that's you, I want you to just make that decision in your heart. And if you're watching on Slate Church online, on our online platform, I encourage you, even just right now, before I pray, just to click, um, I raise a hand to receive God right now, just as a, as a way of declaring uh, that you're gonna start following Jesus from this day forward. If that's you, just click that little button. If you're on YouTube, uh, make this decision and more information will come as Pastor Luke comes back after I'm done praying. But if that's you, I wanna pray for you really quick. Jesus, I pray for everybody that's made a decision right now to follow you. God, in the midst of chaos, uncertainty, and a storm that we as a world go through, we can still find hope that you are in control and that you are plan A for humanity during this time. God, I pray for everybody making the decision that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and help them to take the next step in their walk with you. Uh, walk with you. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as I said, Pastor Luke's gonna give you more information. Even if you just raised your hand, maybe there's some more information popping up in the comment section for you right now. Please follow that and uh, we would love to connect with you and make sure you have everything you need on this new journey of faith. But listen, I wanna pray for one more group of people. It's all of us that are going through the storm, which is everybody. If that's you, bow your heads. Um, maybe even just symbolically raise a hand right where you find yourself today. Jesus. Maybe for some of us on this call today, we relate to chapter one, the prisoner, or chapter two, the lifeboat. Maybe chapter three, the feast, or maybe chapter four, the snake. Whatever it is in this message, God, that you're speaking to us, God, I pray that you would encourage us today that you are in control, that God, that we can put our faith in you, our hope in you, that you're a good God. 
God, we trust you today. Thankful for you. Pray for everybody that they would experience your peace in your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I love you. I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday, but also a great week. We'll see you next week. Come on, what a great message that was for us today. Hey, if you were one of the people who just a minute ago made a decision to follow Jesus, we want you to know that that is the best decision that you could ever make. And we are so excited for you as a church. We honestly are. And uh, right now, uh, although that's a decision that was made in private, it's actually meant to be lived out in public. And so we want to do whatever we can do as a church to help you on your journey of faith. We want to answer any questions that you might have. Whatever we can do, we want to help you with that. And so we've got these things called Connect Cards. And we would love for you to fill out one of our Connect Cards. You can find these on our website on slatechurch.com. But the easiest way is to click the link in the chat that's coming up right now where you can actually go and you can fill out a Connect Card. And one of the members of our team would love to be able to actually just reach out to you and, again, follow up with you, make sure you're doing well, and help answer any questions that you might have. So make sure if you made that decision, we would really love for you to click that link in the chat right now, or if you're watching this on YouTube, the description down below, and make sure you fill that out. And uh, again, a member of our team would love to follow up with you about that decision. Um, I also want to say, if you made that decision, or if you're just tuning in and uh, maybe you don't feel very involved at Slate Church or you don't know how to get involved or whatever else, we have got something called Next Steps Live that is happening right after this service. We would love for you to attend Next Steps Live. If you don't know what your next step is at Slate Church, if you're looking for how you can get involved, how you can get signed up, you want some more information about connect groups or teams or anything else that we're doing as a church, you want to know more about our values, our mission, our vision, all that kind of stuff, we would love to host you at Next Steps Live. Again, there's a link in the description or one is popping up in the chat right now. So make sure that you navigate to uh, Next Steps Live. We're hosting it on Zoom right after this and uh, we would love to connect with you. We would love to chat with you. So make sure that you join us on Zoom right after this service for Next Steps Live in order to take your next step uh, on your journey of faith with us as a church. We would love to see you there. Also just want to say last little thing before we close today is that all of these messages can be streamed on demand on YouTube starting this evening. So starting tonight after our very last service of the day, this message will be on YouTube. And so if there are people that you know that weren't able to watch it today, make sure that you let them know about it. Uh, we would love to see them on YouTube where they can watch it all week long. Maybe you're watching right now and you know that this was a message that you need to hear again go back and watch it on YouTube. Again, it's gonna be available for you there. Well, hey, what an absolutely incredible Sunday it's been. We just wanna say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're so amazed by God in this season. Uh, we are believing for the best. We know that the best is still ahead for us as a church, and we believe that the best is still ahead for you as an individual. So we're praying for you, we're believing for you, we love you so much. Have an awesome week ahead.